Here we go. You are listening to Only the Important Stuff. I am your host, Jeff Heinrich. Thank you for checking out the podcast. It is Monday, August 28, 2023. Hope everybody's living life right and getting after it. Summer's almost over up here in Minnesota as Labor Day is next Monday, which will mark one year for me doing this podcast, which is wild to think about and something I'll get into next week. But yeah, this week uh, I'm excited because I am joined by another brother of mine, a brother-in-law to be exact, someone I'm really looking forward to having a good conversation with. We have a ton of things in common uh, besides family and honestly just looking to get looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better. Um, the man who wifed up my sister, Mr. Paul Stefanauer. Welcome to the pod, brother. How you doing? Appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, good. Real good, man. Just uh, trying to stay cool down here. Yeah, what's uh, stay cool, man. What's it like down there? I mean, I know it's like essentially like Satan's asshole, but... I, I, would, I, I would go with tanked rectum, inner, inner intestinal tube. Sure. I mean, today we set our own record of 109 degrees here in Houston, so... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? Only 109. I guess I would have thought. It, it, man. I know you guys have humidity, so that's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your sister does not have good hair days. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> every day is a good hair day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just hot, man. You uh, step out in the backyard and you can't cut through the air with a chainsaw. Right, right. I bet, man. Holy cats. Um, where do we start this conversation? Let's let's start with this. What are you drinking tonight? Well, in great respect Ooh. to Rod, I started out with this, and I told Jen Hell to yeah. represent the uh, Heinrich family well. Man, I got I to gotta tell you, I don't know how your dad stomached this shit. This is, this is not good beer. Yeah. yeah. Not so, good beer. So you're drinking a ham. You're rocking a ham shirt. You know, all the respect in the world there. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll tell you, if that shit is not 33 degrees – it is really tough to stomach. <laughs> so, so before I started trying to log into this computer, it was there. Uh, since then, I'll be switching pretty soon here. It fades quick. <laughs> it fades quick. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. My dad had it's a hollow leg. I think. He had a hollow leg. He'd just pound those fuckers all night long. Uh, that yeah. pig's eye. Have you ever heard of pig's eye? No. Yeah. No, not not many people up here have either, but it's a Minnesota beer. I don't get it. I think it was just the cheapest shit. That's, that, that, I mean, okay. All right. What are, what are you drinking? What do you got in that cup? Uh, I'm drinking some Old Forester bourbon. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sophisticated. I thought. Sophisticated. I thought you were going to come out of the gate uh, with uh, what, like a Jack and Coke. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm actually. Uh, I ran out of my uh, regular crown, so I've got Crown Reserve tonight to mm. wash down this hams sure. with, which is going to take a couple of glasses of that for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Jack. Jack is when I don't have a whole lot of money, and uh, Crown is when I'm okay. 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 Yeah. Good to know. And Good I used to, to drink. I used to drink uh, Crown and uh, Sprite all the time, but your sister informed me exactly how much sugar was in a Sprite and she poured it out on a scale and she said, that's what you're drinking. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. I won't use Sprite anymore, but don't fuck with my Cokes because I'm going to go to Coke and I don't want to know how much sugar's in it. I, so I don't say, want you to ruin it for me. I feel like Coke's worse, right? 
<laughs> Jeff, I don't need you following up on it either. Thank you. Here. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm hey, a, look, I'm I don't handing that you. beer off to your sister right now. I don't. And, uh, there we go. Over. Perfect. I don't drink shame. It's definitely not that. Uh, that's hilarious that she did that. Um, so speaking of my sister, how like I've never like heard the story of how you all met. I don't think I asked her like when she was on, but like, how did you guys meet? How did this become a thing? So that's a that's a good question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the shit out of it, and your sister will correct me and be like, "That's okay, you know, men." It's you your can't story. Anything? Do I? It's your story. Okay. All right. Awesome. So <laughs> what I remember, I was uh, it was in 2002, and I just got a divorce, and uh, me and my buddy, I was in narcotics, um, and me and my buddy were doing a dope deal down off of 59, and. Uh, and in dope dealer fashion and dope dealer time, they never go on time. You know I mean? Sure. I can say one o'clock and then it's going to, you know, it's going to change. It's never earlier. It's always later. Always. Right. right. <laughs> so, you know, we get the call, you know, Hey, we're, we're putting it off. We, we're, you know, we're in a holding pattern. It's what we call circling at 3000 feet. We're just kind of hovering around waiting for it to go off. And, uh, I was, uh, I was wanting to buy a Harley. And so I went over to the Harley dealership and I walk in the door my buddy, my buddy's about, I'm six foot one and my buddy's about, I would say five, six, maybe kind of a shorter guy. Sure. We walk in and I, I'm kind of looking around and, I, and me, he and I both look to the right and, uh, you know, at that Harley dealership, there's like a uh, second level where all the clothing and apparel is being sold. Yeah, yeah. And I look up and I see this blonde haired chick and I'm like, damn. And she looks down. And then she kind of does a double take and my buddy, my buddy goes, Hey, did you see that? And I go, I think, and he goes, well, I don't think she's looking at me. <laughs> and I was like, well, I said, we're going to have to meander up there and get a closer look, you know? <laughs> so I go up there and, uh, and walk around and see her. And I, uh, I didn't, I don't think I talked to her that time or maybe I did. I, I don't remember exactly, but there was a couple of times that I went back there. Sure. I know for sure there was because one time I slid up in there and was like, Hey, here's my phone number. Call me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, which I found out, you know, is the worst thing you can do with a girl. But you know, I didn't know that I'm personally divorced. I don't know. Yeah, you've been out the um, game. So I, I gave her my number, uh, and she didn't call me. And then two or three weeks went by and I went back and I was like, Hey, did you, uh, did you lose my number? <laughs> And, and she was like, no, no, I didn't lose my number. I said, well, I would like for you to call me. And she goes, well, okay. And then, uh, I think, uh, she's got a couple of coworkers that were running kind of, they were on lookout or something and saw me coming in and was like, Hey, the ball headed guy's back. So I, I, I kind of stalked her a little bit before she, uh, I think, I don't even think she called me originally. I think one of her friends dialed the phone number or phone and handed it over to him. Okay. And then she was like, Hey, so what's going on? And I was like, then we started talking. I think we went out to eat at Gringo's is where we initially met. But man, I, I gotta be honest with you, Jeff. I, back in the, that day, I was put loose and fancy for I've been married for 14 years at the sure. time and just got freshly divorced. And I think what your sister appreciated about me was I was always honest with her about everything. Yeah. And we, we talked, we went out a couple of times, uh, and then we ran into the problem where 
I would be dating somebody or she would be dating somebody when I called her. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while it wouldn't, we'd go out to eat and have drinks or whatever and talk. And, and then, uh, we started running into each other. Like, I, I think one of the, one of the times that I remember was during one of the hurricanes, uh, I had to wear my uniform and mm-hmm. the, they were using the Astrodome as a Katrina. Okay. Katrina. Yeah. What year was that? Jeez. Six. Five or six. 2005. Yeah. She said fall of 05. I never question your sister with numbers. She's always dead on. So yeah, fall of 05. I'm, I'm walking through and, uh, I'm just kind of walking through. I mean, there, everybody from Louisiana, yeah. they brought them over to the Astrodome, put them in there and God, man, what a, what a train wreck. Um, so anyway, I'm walking through the Astro arena, which is a smaller complex next to it. And I see her, she looks up, sees me and I see her and I'm like, Oh my God, we reconnected then. Mm-hmm. went out a couple of times after that. Um, and then she moved. Yeah. And so I kind of stayed in touch with her. Oh, she got married. Okay. Yeah. She got married. She, like I say, she tells it better than I do. What I remember was <laughs> I could, I could talk to her or I couldn't talk to her. That's, that's how I, sure. I kind of associated everything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it was like that for a long time. And then, I finally grew up, you know, and was matured enough to where I could was ready to have a, a, a single relationship. And sure. I was, uh, I went snow skiing with my, uh, with my boys and she saw me on Facebook. She had flown into town. I can't remember what she was in. She was working for Cardinal then. And she was here for, for something. I don't remember what it was. And, uh, she saw that I was in Colorado and she's like, okay, it's safe. I can send him a text. She goes, Hey, too bad you're in Colorado. I'm in town. Uh, we could have got a drink together. And I was like, Oh, lucky you. I'm headed back tomorrow. So, and that was a football game. And she, again, she's good with the numbers. That was a football game, uh, Super Bowl. And, uh, we went and met at, uh, I think the brick house for mimosas and nice. just started talking, man, and just hit it off. And I was in a really good place and she was in a good place this time. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. It was really good. We had good conversation. Uh, this time I kind of interrogated her and I think she interrogated me too. <laughs> and, uh, both of us had all the right answers. And right. I mean, it was pretty, pretty incredible. And I'm lucky I hear because the, the podcast I listened to today with, was it Brad C or is, who was, which one was it today? Uh, the one I sent you. Yeah. Brad. Yeah. Yeah. Brad, Brad said that, uh, you were supposed to set him up with, uh, your sister. And I was like, I thought it for, for the longest time. I thought it was uh, Ross or somebody. I don't know. Rocky. I'm sure if anybody saw the photos, everybody, yeah, everybody Jenna. wanted to be yeah, set up with yeah. her. And I just said, yeah. "Hey, I'm happy to. She'll eat you. She'll eat your fucking lunch, right? Like, oh my you, God. you guys don't yeah. stand a chance. And I love Brad. Like, he's he's one of my battles. He's a ride or die, yeah. right? But yeah, um, with all due respect to him, he was like your buddy about five six, five eight. So he, yeah, okay. it wasn't going to fly. She, she, I think I'm the minimum, I'm the minimum height requirement for Jim. Correct. And I, and I, I kind of get it, man, because when I, when I, I came and met you guys, geez, man, it was just me and Deb, me and Deb and, and, you know, your wife are the, the shortest people there and everybody else is like towering over us. <laughs> Run, those are good genes that family has, man. Yeah. Shout out Rob. Good genes. Yeah. Thanks dad. Absolutely. And the hair, you guys with the hair, holy shit. Your mom, you, (laughs) Jen, 
and the voice. But Jen, you know, when Jen drinks, that's when you really get that Heinrich loud voice coming out of her. She, really? she has a couple of cocktails and gets loud. Yeah. So she's not normally. She, when she gets excited, she can be. Sure. But for the most part, she's she's not. I haven't noticed it. That's interesting. Is she like? Is she reserved? But I'm deaf too, Jeff. I'm sure. deaf. Uh, reserved. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's very reserved. She's that's, very. Uh, god, that's interesting. Because, like, I guess I, I'm very much like that as well, and I never really pictured us as being similar in that fashion, right? Like, when it's time to cut loose, like, I uh, I get nuts. Um, like, I think everybody knows, like, I'm very loud, I'm outgoing, I'm boisterous, but when I'm not, and I'm just, like, at home, I'm very quiet, thoughtful, well, you know, the, stoic, the times that, whatever. The times that you and I have talked, you've been very quiet, like, playing Call of Duty, you know, just very quiet very reserved you yeah know, your podcast is where i think listening to listen to your podcast is where i really got a chance to get to know you your wife you know listen to your brother mm-hmm. you know just kind of kind of hear everything because i don't i don't know you guys how many, how many times have we met what she's in person twice i think three two three times the, the wedding minnesota i think that's it for me i wasn't here when you guys came back for my mom's birthday Okay. Yeah. So we've only been together yeah. in person twice, and once it was in the winter, okay. and you were wearing sandals, and it was 10 degrees out. God, man, I don't, how the fuck do you people do that up there, man? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I'd rather deal with the heat, man. I'm a, I'm a hot I'm a hot weather person. It's an interesting – so that's, a, that's interesting because um, I've lived in both climates, and – for a while, like after I moved up here, I was like, I'd rather have this because I hated the heat and humidity. I hated just being like wet, right? Because yeah. you, you can only yeah. take off so many clothes. But when it's cold, like up here, you, you can just throw on a heavier sweatshirt or a heavier jacket or not go outside. Yeah. So, so let me let me ask you this. Uh, you so a, a lot of stuff that you and I have similarities on that I that I learned listening to your podcast was yeah one. I was 11 Bravo. I was 86 to 89 in the military. 11 Bravo, you're Cav Scout. 11, you know, same thing. Kind of the same thing, except y'all are a little more, except I would say, prestigious than us. Yeah. You know, us, us We're just better. <laughs> yeah, just so uh, I, went to, I went to basic training in Fort... Do you know that they changed the name of Fort Benning? Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, Fort Benning. So, again, I played Call of Duty with a guy named Dream Vision, and he is an E6... And he's in the training at Fort Benning, and he was the one that told me. And I looked it up online, and it's legit. It's the I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stay away from politics here, but it's the uh, it's everybody wanting to change history and everything else. And you know, Fort Benning's been around mm-hmm. forever, you know. And they yeah, they changed it. I think it's like Fort Myers or something. He said the name of the person they named it after is really squared away guy, you know. And he did some really great stuff, but you know, they just. They, they're spending so much money just to change the name of that fort. That sure. He was just, he's blown away. But he said it's like that. The new administration, nobody wants to buck the system. Yeah. Uh, leaders have changed. Um, I don't know. And I listened to a podcast with uh, Sean, Sean Ryan. Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's, 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 he's pretty cool. He's got a bunch of tier one operators, SWAT yeah. guys, just people that I can 
not that I'm a SWAT guy or anything, but just people that I can associate with sure. that, you know, just listening to them talk or whatever. But yeah, it's, 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 it, it kind of blows me away. Um, I'm, I, I don't, I don't quite understand, but anyway, they spent a shitload of money renaming that. But anyway, you went to Bourne Benning, right? Is that where you went uh, to basic? No, training I went at? to Knox. You went to, you went to, Fort Knox. Knox for basic. Okay. And day so I went to, you went to Korea though too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What you, when were you in Korea? Oh, three ish. Oh, three. So I was, went to basic in 86. And then as soon as I finished basic, I was, I went to Korea and I was there 87, 88. And then I came back and finished out at uh, Fort Knox. Okay. Which was, which was, you were a Cav Scout there with all the tankers. We were the only infantry brigade assigned to a armored battalion. Yeah. And it was just, you know, we were just a bottom of the barrel type. <laughs> you know, I mean, tankers yeah. were everything. Yeah, they agreed. Uh, yeah. I never understood why we were in the armor division. Um, in that we, why we trained with them. It was so, it's such a wild mix. It'd be like putting infantry with the fucking kitchen clerks, right? Like they, yeah. you know, they don't run anywhere. They don't do anything other than sit and I'm, I'm disparaging them. They do a lot of great work. It's really nice to see an M1 Abrams up on the hill, you know, and like taking shit out for you. But you know, like they're, it, they're, they didn't have that soldier reputation, right? Like the infantry does that the scouts do that fucking, you know, even mortarmen have like in some respect, right? Like at least they're like running around, like trying to reposition and do all their shit. Whereas like tankers are just like, no, I I ain't getting out of this fucker. Like no chance of getting out of this. I I associate everything with like, what are you humping? You know, what are you taking? Those guys are humping the tube, humping the plate and humping the rounds. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's just, it's kind of like and the Cav guys. You, you, you guys were were always kind of like a uh, kind of like a unicorn. Nobody knew exactly what y'all did, but you weren't armored, and you weren't infantry. You were just like, hey, we're kind of going with the flow. We're kind of out there. Yeah, we just you know we we're like you don't need to know what we do. Right. Well, there's that. <laughs> um, but it was very. It's just small teams, right? So take like yeah the best of like an infantry division, right? So instead of a hundred people, we bust it down to 20 and then break them off into groups of four and tell those go those those people to go fucking hide in the woods and find the bad guys and you know either deal with it or call it in and have somebody else like you know bomb it or you know launch mortars on it or you know yeah so it was uh it was fun man it was it was a little bit more free and less you know go take the hill right it was yeah tell us how we can take that hill go figure it out like, all right. Yeah, yeah, not us. They'll just throw people at it. Right. We'll just keep throwing people at it until we figure out what to right. do with it. Yeah, Absolutely. I like uh, uh, Bradley's comment today, and I was, I was, you did a great job of, uh, of letting the National Guard know that that we love them sure. for who they are. But I'm with him on that, man. Just fucking weekend warriors. <laughs> you know, the one thing that they always said that got to me was they were like, "Yeah, but after basic training, we're all going home, and you're going." somewhere in the country yeah or not in the country yeah so yeah Yeah. uh yeah Yeah. they got a lot of shit and they should never have trained with active duty people it was it was a bad mix just i i I agree and you guys y'all went to uh 
Yeah, well, y'all had AIT right there at Fort Knox too, so you didn't ship out. That's the same no. way with us infantry. Yeah, it was like a full sixteen to twenty weeks of you yeah. Know, you do the basic, and they they're mixing in your AIT within basic because like yeah. all of our drills were all scouts as well, right? Like, so we yeah. didn't have any tanker uh, drills. They were all you know nineteen deltas, and so we do land nav, but instead of you know, the basic land nav, which is like an hour and then like a one hour course. Ours was like a week, you know, trying to figure out how to navigate and like do all that stuff. So they, they definitely weaved it in. It wasn't like your traditional eight weeks and then go do your AIT. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so what, what did you do in Korea? Let me, let me ask you that. I mean, tried to stay out of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the best uh, best way to describe it. I don't know, man. Like you, you just there, like preparing and ready. You know, I I always when I would explain it to people, and I'm sure you felt the same way. You're just a speed bump, like you knew yeah. that the whole time. Yeah. Like, MSR one, yeah. yeah. You know, because uh, we were all up by, and I think you were as well, right? Like up by the DMZ, and your whole mission was essentially get to those, you know, valleys where they had those fucking rock drops yeah, and hold it as best yeah. you can. And then as soon as you can't hold it, blow the rock drop so they can't pass. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you're and just, if you get speed back and the rock drops been blown. You're fucked. You know? Like, yeah, like <laughs> good luck, <laughs> you know, good luck fighting, you know, 10 million North Korean, you know, soldiers, <laughs> you're on your own. Um, so was, from, from what I've figured out from everybody that I've talked to, that was the only place that, and the only place that I was able to do my job, we were, uh, we were, I was in country for I think 362 days and I don't know, you used to know the hours cause everybody counted down for sure. But, uh, of the time we spent, uh, six months, I was stationed at Camp Edwards and it, if shit dropped, we were supposed to escort a medic battalion back to some point and then release them and then return mm-hmm. back. It's crazy that I remember the shit anyway, but we spent six months. We were only supposed to do three, but we spent six months on warrior base and you know where warrior base is. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's 38 parallel. We got to run patrols, live patrols, Yeah, which, you know, I mean, nothing's going to happen no. unless we got lost and walked through a minefield, but we got to do that for six months and I, that was the only place that I got to do my job there. And that's the only time I really kind of kind of enjoyed being in the military. But other than that, man, how long were you in three years, three years, 86 to 89. Okay. Okay. So you did one rotation there, then back to Knox and cycled out and just stayed at not from Knox, man. I went to, uh, Went back and did a little training at Fort Benning. Went to Canada, did some training. Uh, Fort Irwin, California. Um, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. All just, you know what? This is what I tell everybody. They're like, hey, join the military, see the world. Look, when you're an infantry man, it's either a jungle, a forest, or the desert. And it all looks the same when you land. Right. That's yeah. just, that, that was it. You know, I wouldn't even... I wasn't smart enough to go airborne to even try to go to like ranger school or any of that other stuff. I was just a everyday common home hole digger. <laughs> About the time you get finished digging the hole, they're like, cover it back up. We're, we're moving. 
Yeah. So exactly. Got it. And then your sister, your sister loves to walk, and she walks like nine hundred miles an hour. We just got back from New York. Yeah. And she's like, she's, she's like, hey, look, when we go to New York, you know, we got to walk a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I, I can walk. I don't like to walk, sure. but I will walk. And the reason I don't like to walk is because of Korea. We did. Oh yeah. So I don't know about you guys. We did six day work weeks, Monday through Saturday. And okay. Saturday was always a road march. It was always, we'd do like a, the, the shorter the road march, the heavier the road. Mm-hmm. And we ended it with a 26 mile road march. And I'm just, I'm done. I don't want to walk. I don't want to camp. I, I was going to ask you about camping. Walking anywhere. Yeah. No. Like no. people, people no. always ask me, like, you want to do it? I was like, no, that was my fucking life for three years. Sleeping on the fucking no. like ground, looking at the stars in some make, makeshift bivouac. If you were lucky. Yeah. Uh, hoping like yeah. brown spiders wouldn't get in your bag, you know, like brown recluse wouldn't yeah. get in your bag and like worrying yeah. about that all fucking night or worrying about snakes or whatever, right? Like I have no interest in camping anymore. I'll, I'll rent an RV, <laughs> you know, but I, I prefer running water. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've, I've squatted off the side of a mountain too many times taking a shit. I'm, I'm done. And right. I don't know. So I don't know what MRE, the MREs that we had were, you know, that piece of toilet paper that was about this big and it was blue mm. and you put any pressure on it and your finger goes through it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh God, yeah. we would just rip the sleeves off our shirt. I, I got to where I just started using my underwear around. Like, I would just take my underwear and do it. And now they have like those personal wipes and yeah. all kinds of neat stuff. Yeah. We could, yeah. Get, we could spend an hour on, where the military is now and why it's like what it is right at a, you know, 25% recruitment deficit and the whole state of readiness and how like, how, I don't want to say how fucked we would be if shit hit the fan right now, but honestly, like how fucked we would be if shit hit the fan right now. Um, Cause a lot of winning a war is about bodies. Like, yes, we have technological advance. This is, over almost anybody who would ever line up to fight us, but nobody's lining up to fight us anymore. It's all going to be guerrilla no. warfare. Um, no. And we gave everybody the fucking blueprint. So to be actively kind of like reducing our state of readiness and, you know, making that softer is so mind blowing to me. It's hard to like comprehend. And the more I hear about it, the more I'm just kind of blown away. Like when I was in, when I was going through basic training, that's when you still got your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. You, you, a drill sergeant would, would thump you in the chest, pull you out of line, pop you in the back of the head, step on your back while you're trying to do a push up. I mean, they like they put you in line. And now, last time I checked, they have a red card and a yellow card. So if you're getting screamed at too much, you can pull a yellow card out for a timeout. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I got, a, like, I got a buddy of mine that was in ranger school, and he's he steadily sending me stuff all the time, just showing. Look at these pussies. Look at this shit. Not yeah, in, and that's like that's in combat arms. The Sean, Sean Ryan thing. So the Sean Ryan show. They ha- he has a bunch of uh, of other Navy SEALs and then some uh, some of the some of the Delta guys that are on there, and they did not take the COVID vaccine, and they kicked them out of the military. All the money they invested in all the training and all the good things that those guys have done, and they were they were 
they were removed from the military. That's crazy, especially yeah, Delta yeah, operators. Yeah, kind, of, kind of blows me away. Yikes. Yeah. Hey, That's I w- where I was going with that. Yeah. I want to go back um, okay. to getting married to my sister, right? Because um, mm. I'm fascinated by this. Okay. Not, not that you married my sister or anything like that. Just like the concept, like, so you were married, you got divorced. I've always, like, thought in my head if I was ever in that scenario, like, there's no chance in hell I'm getting married again. So. What got you there? So, the so same 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 thing you you and i i did think that i was like no it's just not going to happen and that's kind of the conversation i had with her and that may have been you know why we didn't actually like hit stick sure. you know because she knew there was not going to be really anything any future at least until i got all my shit lined out and i didn't know what my shit was at the time yeah you just i just knew i wasn't ready to get married um what got me there um well i'm 10 years older than her mm-hmm. so so I am, I don't want to be, I I don't want to be lonely, but I wasn't, I wasn't, when I got serious about trying to find somebody that I wanted to marry, there was, I had a list of things and they had to meet those things Mm -hmm. in order for me to do that. Now you were in the military. I I don't know how you are. I was, I was, I'm OCD. Mm -hmm. I, every place has a thing. Everything has a place, uh, dress right dress my closet my clothes are hung color coordinated just stupid shit you know and um i used to let that kind of stuff really get to me and i I don't anymore and i I was i I was i guess getting a little more relaxed and things like that just because i knew hey you're gonna be like this nobody's gonna want to be with you nobody's ever gonna be able to be with you because you won't you're looking for a unicorn that doesn't exist. Right. So, um, I, uh, I had dated, I'd been there, I'd done that. And I was looking to, uh, I was looking to find somebody that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. And, and I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. You, you have to be, you have to be out there and be single to realize when you start getting serious about trying to find somebody, how hard it is to find somebody that is not, 56 cat crazy. And I say that because (laughs) man, I I, I started out dating and was like going out to dinner with people. And then I found out real quick. It's a waste of money because you know, like three minutes into the conversation, I got down to where I was doing coffee for coffee. And then I got in to where I would sit and watch to see them come up and go in. And if they were posting photos of themselves back in high school, instead of their, I'm a fat cow photo, Mm. you know, I mean, so sure. I just, uh, started narrowing things down and, yeah. and, and it got just very difficult to find somebody that you could sit down and have a conversation with yeah, and, uh, and find something that, you know, y'all both have in common or, or, or don't have in common, but they want to know something about it. Right. So, and, and me being a cop, man, uh, I was in narcotics and, uh, Jesus Christ, man. Uh, you know, I, I would I would get a phone call in the middle of the night, have to have to have to bounce, and um, you know, mm-hmm. takes a takes a lot of trust in a relationship for those kind of things to happen. Where sure. you know you can go do your job, and and it's just a lot of it's difficult. It's very difficult. Police being a police officer, and and 
not a whole lot of people understand that life and, and nor should they, cause it's very odd, but, yeah. but anyway, so long story short, I was ready and I was ready to give up some of the things that I thought were important to me in order to find somebody that, sure. that I knew was a good person. And, and I want to tell you right now, your sister, she's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. I mean, I, anybody's going to, you know, with her picture in your locker, everybody's like, who the fuck is that? And you're having to fight those fuckers off. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely beautiful. I had beautiful girls, but to find somebody that's beautiful inside is, is really difficult. And she's, sure. she's just amazing, man. She's the most caring, giving person that I've ever met in my entire life. You can tell, I, you can tell her to put the gun down now. <laughs> <laughs> I, would you trust her with a gun? <laughs> Fuck no. I've seen her with fireworks. <laughs> She's a clown show with fireworks sometimes. <laughs> oh shit. No. Um mm. that's it. Uh, yeah, like it, you know that that's probably a realistic like look on getting married again, right? It's not and that's not like a negative, like saying like, I don't want to be lonely, but man, like, I think that that's one of the things that can really like fuck people up, uh, mentally, especially as they get older and like maybe make them age way faster than they thought they were going to, or, you know, you know, I, I just think like your mental like station in life, right. And like loneliness is a big factor in like making people like think negatively a lot. Right. And yeah can really like lead to like some really bad stuff. So like, you know, it's probably pretty obnoxious of me to be like, Oh, I'd never get married again. I'm sure I probably would just because yeah, like you want that companionship and the people that you grew up with that, you know, like they're all married, they have kids, they have families and you know, that's not, you know, when you're 20 years old and in college and everybody's living in a fucking $400 apartment and you're drinking, you know, natural light 30 packs you know every day yeah it's they're living their life and you're just all alone if you don't have somebody so like i yeah Yeah. i i totally get where you're coming from for that yeah sure yeah absolutely yeah there's there's a lot more stuff that i i'm just you know not thinking of right now that sure it kind of led me into that path because you know you had to get there you know i mean you 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 had to i got I don't know about you, but I was, I, as soon as I graduated high school, I joined the military mm-hmm. and, and I joined the military for different reasons. I think yours was more of like the nine eleven type thing. Is that, is that yeah. right? Or yep. somewhere along. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I wanted to, my dad was a cop and I okay. wanted to be a cop. Always yeah. knew I wanted to be a cop. And okay. I, I, this is the problem. I am not the brightest, sharpest tool in the shed. Okay. I, I can't spell for shit. My grammar sucks. My, I just, I'm not, I'm not that guy. So at the time they were like, Hey, we'll take military experience or, you know, college experience. I tried the college thing for about two weeks. And sure. I was like, you know what? I can't believe that I have to pay for this because I can't stand it. <laughs> so talked to a buddy of mine. We joined, I joined. Uh, and then when I got out of the military, I, I got out and, 89 and I got on the police department in 91. Okay. So I got on back in the, the early nineties and, um, I, you know, I, I, that's what I always wanted, always wanted to be a policeman. You know, I mean, that's, that's, 
I just knew that, but that was my route to get to it. And so, so it was fresh out real fast, bang, bang, bang. And I got married. My son was born and uh, Bradley even brought it up. He was talking about, I don't know, when you knocked his tooth out mm-hmm. in uh, one of y'all's love sessions, <laughs> um, going to Ireland Army Hospital. Well, my, my oldest son was born at Ireland Army Hospital. Yeah. And so he just had a son and his name is Knox. Nice. He named him after Fort Knox. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, I I, I was just uh, I'd been with somebody, you know. I I I I went straight out of high school, straight into the military. I've never had free time. I never went to college. I didn't sure. get to sow my oats or do any of that stuff. Sure. And then I got married and was married for fourteen years and had a couple of kids and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I just I, I, when I got a divorce, I ran around with my hair on fire for probably I would say better part of 10 years yeah i mean as as is expected i think uh or normal in that situation i think any you know either yeah. sex is probably going to be like you know what like let's go see what the fuck else is out there in life yes. you know yes. Uh, yes. let's go yes. live this thing that they call life a little bit um so you mentioned it right like your dad was a police officer was he is that is is he the only one in your family or were there more uh i have a my grandfather was, uh, and this is, you know, my grandfather was born in like 1919 and he was some kind of a, I would say a volunteer police officer or something. Okay. My uncle, my uncle was a Pasadena cop for a while and then he, he quit and started teaching high school or something. I don't know. And then, but no, that was, that was pretty much it. I mean, basically okay. it was just my dad just, you know, thinking that is badass and kind of like Bradley said, you know, played army played cops and robbers. I was always a cop. Yeah. Um, been infatuated with guns. Uh, sure. And I don't know, man, it just fit. Everything just fell in place. And again, I wasn't the brightest tool in the shed. So it was a little bit more difficult for me going through the Academy. I had to study more than most people to, you Mm -hmm. know, to make it through the Academy, but ended up graduate. I graduated number three in my class. Um, nice. You know, I mean, it was, it was just a, a ton of, a ton of work. Hang on, man. As it should be, up. right? Like it, yeah. Should, yeah. it shouldn't be easy to be like. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. But you know, it's it's funny. It was funny listening to Bradley talk because I, I'm a large city cop. Okay, yeah. Houston. We're, we're huge, man. Huge. We got like five thousand officers. He said he had thirty-eight or something. I think. Sure. Just that all that says to me is politics, big time. Mm-hmm. As soon as as soon as I heard him say that, but. Um, I had in the first, I would say in the first three to four years of being a police officer, I had more experience than a 10 or 11 year cop in one of the smaller rural areas, just because Houston, you know, I was controlling the third ward, the fourth ward, Sunnyside. Yeah. Um, the, the place where they don't like the police. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, you, it was us and them type deal. And I worked night shift. So went in at 11 o'clock at night. So at 11 o'clock at night, most people that have a job are in bed for sure, sleeping to get up the next day. So I ran into you. Yeah. It's generally not people out there just kind of hanging out, having fun. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It was good. It was good training, man. I got a lot of good experience. Um, I had a, I had a good time. I had a great career, man. 
So, so I'm assuming, and obviously correct me at any point, like started out as a patrol officer. That's kind of like generally what everybody does. How long were you patrol? What did you get into next? Talk me through so, your career a little bit. So I got on in 91. I went to Southeast, which was rumor had it in the academy that if you wanted to learn and you wanted to go places, that was where you learn. Mm-hmm. And you could go write your ticket after that. And so I was like, that's where I want to go. So uh, I went out there. A friend of mine went out there. Uh, you go through a, a, a year-long training program. Uh, it's like six months where you're getting trained, field training, mm-hmm. where you're riding with somebody and they're evaluating you and everything else. And then six months, you got to ride with another officer. And then after that's over with, you get to ride with whoever you want to. And so after that year, uh, I did – day shift, night shift, and evening shift. And then I got assigned to night shift. And so I worked night shift, which worked best for, you know, for the family at the time. Um, and all I did was chase stolen cars, man. That's, yeah. uh, it was like, that was the cream of the cream was chasing stolen cars and then doing, doing dope deals. And so, uh, they take your stats, your stats are, are out there. It's all in the computer system. And, and at the time we didn't have computers back then. We we're still handwriting reports, but they took the stats and they put the stats up mm-hmm. on, you know, at the patrol station. So people knew who was doing what. And, um, and, you know, you want to, you want to be the shining light there. And, sure. and so my stats were good. Uh, one of the uh, tech team sergeants was, uh, was looking at the stats and consistently saw me in when I was doing stuff. So I got uh, asked to come over to the tech team. Tech teams basically wear plain clothes, drive cool cars. Um, and what we do is like, hey, guys, we got a whole bunch of dope being dealt here. And so we would go out and try and relieve that from the city, okay? Mm-hmm. Like if there's a bunch of stolen cars, then we would go out and work that. So our shift was non-conducive to being married. It was always uh, changing, you know, Mm-hmm. Again, people don't people don't do a whole lot of crime from eight o'clock in the morning until about eleven. They start getting out, moving around around twelve. So my shift was was moved around quite a bit. And at the time, I didn't care about anything. You're a great family man. You put your family first, and that's the way it should have been. I was not good. I was not a good dad. I was not a good husband. Um, I put my career first, which was horrible. Absolutely horrible, horrible, horrible. I, I, I went to the baseball game with my son the other night and just kept apologizing to him the whole time, you know, a little too little, a little too late. But, um, so, but I, I, can I, I, I just want to interrupt you. Like, I don't know how you can do that well and not be like that. Right. I, 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 and it's the same way I feel about the military. It's part of why I got out. I knew I wanted to start a family. I couldn't have done that well. And everybody I knew in it who was married and who, you know, like half, more than half, probably like 75% of them were getting divorced or had gotten divorced or their wife cheated on them or they did it, right? Like you name it, right? It's just, it's so, it's such a cons- consuming profession. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there is a lot to it, right? Not only like the physical toll of it, but there's like a 
a calling to it and like a, a, a feeling of, you know, you are doing the world a service, right? And you feeling like, you know, without me, what happens, right? Yeah. And, and so I think yeah. that's 100% like a natural way to look at that or approach it. And, I don't, and again, I don't know how you can do it and do it well and not be like that. Yeah. So you, you said something that kind of resonated with me with, with Bradley. You, 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 in the end, Jeff, you're just a fucking number. Nobody gives For a sure. shit how many people you put in jail. Nobody gives a shit what happened to you, how it happened. They, they, may, they may give a shit at the time, like one, two, three weeks or something like that. But in the end, you're with your family. Mm-hmm. You're with your kids, mm-hmm. you know, in the end, that's, 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 that's what counts. That's what matters. So mm-hmm. you have a better grasp on it than what I did. I did not. I, I, I put my job first and I shouldn't have, uh, Bradley was talking about the SWAT team and missing his kid's first birthday or some shit like that. And I was just like, I was sitting there listening to him going, yep, fuck that up too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just continually over and over and over again. It just res- he 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 kind of resonated with me because he he was. He, I, I'll, I'll tell you, like I told Jen, I've, I've told Jen a lot of stuff. Jen knows more about me than than anybody does, and it's been great therapy for me. For sure, excellent therapy for me because I, I t- she she knows the deepest darkest of everything with me, mm-hmm. and there is some deep, dark, nasty fucking shit, man. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, and I'm, and it's not just me, uh, just about ever police, you know, there are police officers who sit behind a desk and only get out to go get lunch and come back. You know, we all have that, right. you know, there's good cops, there's bad cops, there's all that, but I resonate with police officers who have been there and done that. And I can, I can, I can sit and listen to somebody talking within two or three minutes, tell you whether he's full of shit or if he's the real deal. Sure. I mean, you, you just, you just can't. Oh yeah. So, so where did I get off on the, Oh, so Southeast, I went to the tech team. I was on the tech team Yeah. and uh, from night shift to the tech team, uh, was the stepping stone to get to narcotics. And I knew I wanted to go to narcotics because those guys walked around with long hair and goatees <laughs> and they were just, you're just like, what the fuck? So yeah. I want to do that. So I did it. Um, and I, uh, I got, I think I got, I think I got in there at like 95, 96, somewhere right around in there. And I was there for 17 years and, and 17 years in narcotics. And I was a firearms instructor. I went into the training and actually trained new narcotics officers along with keeping up with the narcotics divisions training program. Mm-hmm. Kind of what Brad was talking about on a, we had 200 officers in narcotics, so there's a lot of training. Everybody's yeah. had to keep up with, with everything. Um, then I went to helicopters. A buddy of mine taught me into go over to helicopters. And uh, I went over there. I was a tactical flight officer for, I don't a few years. And then some captain came in and found out that his only way to become a pilot was at the end of the line. Well, the fastest way to the front of the line is by getting around, getting rid of everybody in front of you. And he did it. And they booted a bunch of us out and then asked us to come back after command staff found out. I was like, fuck that. I'm going back to narcotics. And I went back to narcotics and, uh, I did some, 
some temporary jobs. Like uh, I was on the dive team. I was on the dive team for seven years. And I was a volunteer. So in addition to your regular duties, you did the dive team. And I was like, this is great, man. I'm going to dive. This will be really cool. <laughs> it run me for diving. I mean, sure. The, the, the bios in Houston, when you get about three inches below them, it's like it's pitch black. So it's all, it's really horrible. Uh, and we were, we basically recovered stolen cars and dead bodies. And huh. I don't know if you know anything about a dead body in a bio, uh, soft tissue is the first thing that aquatic life eats and that's nose, eyes and ears and lips. Yeah. So when you pull somebody up and they look partly skeletal and partly fleshy, yeah, you just get a bad gross <laughs> after doing that for, you know, seven or eight years, you're just like, ah, you know, maybe I, maybe I can find something else that's fun to do. Yeah. Um, a lot of good training though. I got to dive a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but narcotics was probably the best for me. Yeah. It was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to probably leaving out some stuff. How long, how long were you a police officer? 27 years. 27 is an odd number to stop at. Why? Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to do, I wanted to do 30. Um, okay. We have a thing called the drop deferred retirement option plan. Mm-hmm. So when you hit 20, you can actually retire on paper, but the money that you would be getting goes into another fund and it starts rolling over, rolling over. Okay. Uh, they put that into, they put that into the system because a lot of police officers would do 20 years, get their pension from Houston and go do 20 more years. Like my dad did, my dad did actually, my dad did 26 years with HPD and then he left and went to precinct five as a constable and he retired from there as a captain. Uh, so he's got, he has 40 nine years in law enforcement. Jeez. So he's got a shitload of time, but they didn't have the drop. And that's what they did. Instead of you doing 20 years and then going somewhere else and doing 20 years, they wanted to keep all the seniority and all the experience there. Sure. That's how they were retaining officers. So I wanted to do 30. It would have been a, a good number for me. Yeah. And, um, but when you hit that 25 year mark, you start going, Hey man, uh, my my hair's not on fire anymore. Um, I'm kind of starting to realize that my my ultimate dream was that I was going to die in a gunfight at a bank robbery with my slide lock back, fucking money everywhere, and empty shell casings. Yeah, and I just had that in my head. It was like, okay, that's that's what I want to do. That's honor. That's the way to go. That's what I'm going to do. And that's the way I went into work every day. Yeah, and. And then when it didn't happen and I decided to retire, I had to, I had to come to the realization I might die of old age instead of the way I wanted to. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't really, it didn't really, that's still something I'm kind of struggling with now. You know, it's, uh, you do that for a better part of your life and then, and then all of a sudden you're not doing it anymore. And mm-hmm. it's just kind of really, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. Struggling, struggling in what way? Like, like, uh, lack of like a purpose or a mission. Is that what it, is that what you mean? Or, well, I, so I kind of, what do I feel, do with all my time? <laughs> kind of, kind of feel useless. Also, I was somebody 
and now I'm not somebody. Um, mm. And I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I, I didn't. I never really. Yeah. I had my own idea of the way I wanted to feel about myself, and I didn't really care what anybody else did. And I needed to care about what other people thought too, but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I struggle. You had a lot of stuff happen, man. Just. Like I just had neck surgery. Yeah. Um, I got in a fight. Uh, I got in a fight in 2008 in the front seat of a car with a suspect. And there was just, you know, there's not a whole lot of room to fight. You're just kind of pushing, no. pulling and tugging. Yeah. And, and so I, I fucked up my back and kind of fucked up my neck and, uh, I probably could have gotten a medical retirement then, but I kind of pushed it and, and continued working. And, uh, and I was in a, me and my, my old partner, when we were rookies, we got a car chase and flipped a police car like eight times. And I know that, that fucked my back up some. Uh, and then, I, Jeff, I don't know about Bradley. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I, I, have, I have been in, in a, lot of, a lot of fights. Yeah. And I, all of my fights, I, I, can, I can probably count how many fights I actually won. Mm-hmm. Almost all of my fights were more like a rodeo. I just wanted to hold on to them until the cavalry arrived. Sure, you know to to help me to help me put them in. But I just got my body's kind of beat up. Yeah, and and then you know I got I got Bradley. You know he's talking about PTSD, and I've never thought about it. But I mean I've probably got a little catch of that. Um, I mean I, I, it's not probably I do. That's my way of tiptoeing around it. Um, sure, but but. I mean, I've just done a bunch of shit. I've had a bunch of shit done to me. Mm-hmm. I worked undercover. I mean, I had shit that happened then. I mean, just a bunch, man. I got a bunch. I got a bunch going on up here. Yeah. And I, I, I took everything and compartmentalized it, and I put it up on shelves. Mm-hmm. And I tell your sister all the time, it's like sometimes the shelves get pushed over, you know? Yeah. I mean, it can be a smell. It can be a sound. And I'm like somewhere else. And Bradley's with kids, you know, and I, and I understand that. I never wanted to do any of the kids. They passed around pictures in the academy of little babies with a, a dick shoved in their mouth, and, and you're just like, well, hey, man, I'm good. I don't, that's, ah, no, it's not for me. Yeah. There are, there are people that are out there that, that will, they're like, hey, man, that's wrong, and I want to make that right. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't do that because I couldn't imagine what I would do to somebody. Yeah. If I put my hands on them. And that's, Right. Yeah, you know, everybody has their limitations. So. Absolutely. If I'm getting off topic, let me know. I, <laughs> I, I kind of travel down many roads there. No, no. I mean, it, it, it's fascinating to hear you kind of talk about that and kind of like what's next and uh, I, 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 categorizing it kind of like sounding like there's a little bit of, well, now what? Right? Like, have you, yeah. have you ever thought of um, – and I'm sure you do. Like you still stay in touch with a lot of the guys that you that you worked with, and like, do you guys try to, you know, get together, slash, you know, be a part of like police retired police officer organizations where you can a share stories or b like, just kind of like stay keep that bond alive because that I, I know like as a former athlete, former soul, you know, like that bond was like what made those times so fucking impactful 
and so important in your life because at no point, this is for myself, did I feel like that journey was mine alone, right? It was me and a team and a squad or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And like that, that's who you were fighting for. That's who you were, you know, uh, going up that hill with, with, you know, in athletics, right? It's all about like, Hey, together, we're all going to get there. And so like when you lose, when I lost that in those two scenarios, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I stay in touch with a couple of guys that, you know, that, that, that I, that I respect and, and I try and reach out to some other ones, but a lot of people, you know, they just have, everybody's got stuff going on. Everybody does. Yeah. And I, I mean, we, we stay in touch. Um, one guy I go fishing with all the time. His name is Jeff, Jeff Anderson. I go fishing with him. I mean, it was almost every weekend, but mm-hmm. I, I've just had stuff coming up and, and, and hadn't been able to do that. I got with him and he's, he's somebody that I respect. He's been through quite a bit. Uh, sure. he's, he's, he's been a, been involved in several shootings and, you know, you sit down. I, so Bradley was talking about a psychologist, you know, the, the police department, when you're involved in something, they, they want you to go talk to the psychologist and you go talk to the psychologist. And I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm, I'm not going to bond with a psychologist. No, I, I bond with people that have done or stepped in my footprint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For people sure. that have done what I've done or, or been shot at, know what it feels like to, to do things. And, um, I could relate and I feel like they can relate with me, but like a psychologist, man, I mean, he's just reading out of a book. You know I mean? He, 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 he can sit and listen to me talk, but I get, I feel better when somebody tells me their story and I'm, I can pick up bits like Bradley, you know, I, yeah. I could pick up bits and pieces of what he was saying and be like, Oh, I felt that before. Oh, I know exactly what he's talking about or this or that. So I can, I can, I can bond with them more than I can. Sure. Somebody who's, you know, trying sure. to analyze me for doing what I did or understanding what it felt like, or, you know, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get into a bunch for of shit. Sure. No, I mean, like, I, therapy anything along those lines of right like that's that's tough right and i think there's a couple like one you got to be open to it right and like be want like wanting to go through some form of a transformation right in or otherwise yeah i i i hear you like when i know like when my dad passed away and like you know i love my mom she wanted us all to go to therapy and i just wasn't ready for it Right. And so I went a couple times, but I, you know, to me at that time, it was like, who the fuck is this person? Why do I have to talk to you about this shit? You know, like that's all that I could think about in my head. And I, di- I just didn't want to, I didn't want to do it, you know? And it's, it's, it's kind of like an addict, right? Like you can keep telling them, Hey, go to counseling, you know, go to AA, whatever. But if they're not going to make that choice on their own, it's never going to take. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's a, it's a futile effort. And who, I don't know. I'm sure there's some psychology behind keep telling them and eventually they'll, the message will get through to them. But man, yeah, if it's, if it's not a personal decision, I want to do this for whatever reason. Yeah. I can see yeah. how that yeah. would, it comes yeah. across yeah. very differently. 
Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta want it. And then part of that is like, you know, well, if I say that I want that, am I being weak? You know, am I coming across as weak? And, and at the time, you know, you, you, you just, you were involved in a shooting and that's, you know, it's traumatic to you, but you're trying to be like, Hey, I'm good. I'm ready to go back to work, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I don't want to come across to him or the psychologist not being able to do my job because what do you do with somebody who, Hey man, that was it. That was the end of the road for them. You know, I mean, you, sure. you gotta, I don't know. It's a fine line there, man. It's a fine line. Uh, I know there's a lot of guys out there that probably did the same thing I did and just kind of mumbled your way through it. It was like, okay, well, you go back to work. Sure. And then, you know, later on, like I say, I talked to, when I have issues, I'll talk to your sister or I'll talk to Jeff mm-hmm. and work through whatever was going on in my head. Yeah. And will I ever be okay? I doubt it, dude. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, I'm probably fucked up for life. <laughs> but not so fucked up your sister would make me. Oh. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah. But you are retired now. Mm-hmm. Right? So like what Man. what's what's retired life like? What do you Man, so it took me a while to get used to like being okay with sitting down and playing Call of Duty, which is therapy among itself right there. Uh, you know, playing a video game or, you know, watching your sister run around taking phone calls and everything else and be just kind of watching her, you know, drinking a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and not going, okay, well, let me, I'll go up in the garage and see if I can muddle through something and try and do this or try and do that. Yeah. It's okay to just not do anything. So it's good, man. Um, I got a job, you know, working at the golf course. So I can play free golf. That's a, uh, Hell yeah. That's another story in and of itself. That's um, like, that's my dream. Not to make this a, a, a story about me, but that's like what I want. Like, I hope like when I retire, I can find something like that, whether I'm a ball picker or I go mow the second and third fairways, you know, three days yeah. a week, whatever, or the ranger for a couple hours or the starter, whatever. Like, yeah, let me yeah. do that for a couple of days and give me some free golf. It'll keep me. It'll get me out of the house, keep me active somewhat. You know, hey, and then again, that's give me free golf. That's, that's where I'm at. I wish I didn't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to do that. Sure, that's the only time when I get up every morning. I'm like, God, what in the fuck? What am I doing, man? Yeah, it's five o'clock in the morning. I could sleep late. I have gotten used to sleeping late. That's pretty cool. Hell that's yeah. that's a real cool feeling. Yeah. How long did that take? Stuff. Uh, man, I, I would say probably two and a half years Yeah, to before I could just like really absorb it. Um, I have trouble sleeping at night and, uh, some nights are better than other nights. And, and I got used to where like, if I kept waking up with the same reoccurring nightmare, I could like, no, okay, it's all good. You can sleep late in the morning. So. And sure. I think that kind of attributed to me slowly being able to just like make it all the way through the night without waking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. It takes a while, man. That's it takes. You've been doing it for a long time. It's going to take a long time to to press the relax button. Absolutely. But I'm naturally lazy, so it's not going to take me as long. <laughs> I find that hard to believe that you're lazy. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, it's 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 possible. So, it can happen. 
so you golf, you play video games. Yeah, golf, play video games. Uh, boy, that sounded just like a kid, didn't I? Um, I mean, that's like I the dream, man. I would somebody to golf with. Sure. You know? I would. Um, got a couple of buddies that live up north that, you know, like I say, everybody kind of branches out and kind of just has their own life, you know? Sure. And a lot of guys are still working. Yeah. But, as a matter of fact, Jeff is still working. My buddy's still working. If you want to call it that. He goes in and collects paycheck. So, but good for him, man. Good for him. Fucking Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Those Jeffs, man. Collecting a paycheck. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Uh, Yes. Yes. I mean, you, you touched on video games, right? Uh, You picked that up recently. Yeah. How recent of a hobby of, of, of this for you is this for you? It's, uh, I'm addicted to it right now, please. Pretty close. Thank you. It's my bartender. Shout out, realized I Realized I needed a cocktail. Yeah, man, I got, uh, I, I, so October last year, October last year, I had the neck surgery. And I was like, well, I'm going to go nuts sitting around not doing anything. Yeah. So my son hooked me up with like, hey, you need this, 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 and this. And I was like, okay, okay. So I started playing it. Dude, I'm addicted to it, man. I'm addicted to it. I, I find it humorous uh, as well as you probably do when someone tries to tell you how to clear a room. Oh. Considering I train people how to clear rooms. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, got, I got told by a, uh, by a dude the other day, you need to get engaged. And I'm like, hey, how's that engagement working out for you? And uh, he goes, well, I need you to come over and, and, and revive me. And I'm like, because you were engaged and you want me to come over there and get killed also, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have some life lessons that were taught. But, yeah, yeah, those, those are fun. And then I love having my ass handed to me by an 8-year-old kid who is talking like he's 35 years. I, I had it. Hey, Jeff, I had, an, I had an 8-year-old kid tell me, that the best part of me ran down my mama's leg. Wow. And then the screen faded black and I sat there and went, what, what, what does that mean? And I was like, it all hit me at once. I'm like, holy, where do they learn this? Where do they learn to talk like that? I, I, I was blown away. Yeah. So I'm trying to, trying to learn how to talk back to the eight year olds and still sound like an adult, not get filed on for trying to beat the shit out of one of them. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I've ran into a couple. Of, ran into a couple of people on there. You know as well as I do. You, you've played. There's there's some some strange people in this world, and there's some people that are For semi-normal, sure. and some that are semi-not normal. But yeah, so I like I like playing that. Um, I think that helps out with the missing work. Sure, you know if I can say that missing work, so I don't miss it. But yeah, I miss the guys. I don't miss the work. Absolutely. Right, like it's it's all about yeah. that finding that group, right? That, yeah. So uh, you you guys, Jen told me that you and your brother Justin, mm-hmm. you guys have like a little group that plays all the time. We by all the time, yeah, uh, all the time. What it was a lot heavier um, when COVID was like still a oh, thing. Yeah. Right. And when COVID like hit, and so this, I wasn't even, I hadn't even been introduced to them yet. 
um, they were playing every night, like for six to eight hours, because they didn't have to go to fucking oh, wow. work the next day, right? For like oh, a yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, and then I got introduced to them, and I mean, we played. We had we were playing like every night for a couple hours. Um, you know, the world has kind of come back to somewhat of a normal rhythm. And so, we'll, you know, we usually will get on two or three times a, a week at night and fuck around for a little while. And and it's great, right? Just to, we're not great as a squad, as a group. Um, we're decent, right? There's a couple guys who are really good, and I just kind of like, hey, do you need some plates, right? Like that, I feel like that's my <laughs> yeah. role, right? Like, because <laughs> as you mentioned, right, it, it is not, um, <laughs> it's not yeah. real combat, right? And one of the first, I remember one of the first times I was playing with him, there's this other guy who's not in our group. He he was brought in that night. And it's one of those things where I was the last one alive and he's like yelling at me to go like do something. And he called me a dumbass, right? And I'm like, motherfucker, like I did this for a living for three years. This ain't like, it's not what you're supposed to do. I, under, I you know, and it, and it takes you a while as you're mentioning, right? Like to, that's not how you clear a room, dude. Well, in video games, it's like jump in, like jump into the room or slide into the room, spin around, right? Like that's not how you clear a room. And it takes so long to like unwire that in that world that, to understand like, well, that's not how you win these games. Like it is all right. about like speed and aggression and like doing insane shit. Cause at the end of yeah. the day, it doesn't matter if you die, you know, whereas like in real life, your yeah. whole goal is to not fucking die. Not die when you yeah, clear yeah, room. Not get fucking shot here. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, it just takes yeah. a minute. Like that's not how you do it. Right. So yeah. And, but we, we play a lot now and yeah, there, there are some guys who've been playing for so long that I just, I'm sometimes I'm just running around like just looting and they're killing yeah. everybody. And I'm like, cool. Hey, I, I got a mortar. If somebody needs it, yeah, I'll give yeah. it to you. If Cause I don't know what to fucking it. do with it. most of the time <laughs> or I'll forget <laughs> to use it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's interesting, man. It's taken me a while to, uh, to get to where I'm at. My son's been playing since he was 14 mm -hmm. and he's 29, 29 now. Yeah. And, uh, and I've sat and watched him play. And I'm like, I how do I can't see that? I don't. How are you? How did you even know they were going to be there? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I mean, it's obvious. And I'm like, well, to you it is, but not to me. Yeah, it's taking it's taking me a while to to get to where I'm at, and I'm still not there. No, oh, every time I play, I'm like, fuck, fuck. There's some of this shit that I just I accept that uh, there's some things I'm just not going to ever like get to. Yeah. And yeah. I'm never going to be like that level at that game. And you see those people and it's just like, geez, okay, well, sucks that we ran into them. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, load up the next I, game. I normally talk to him. I'm like, man, you did a great job. You really smoked my ass. He's like, did you like that? And I'm like, I really did. That was really good. I never even thought about that. See, we don't, yeah. we don't fuck with the, we don't, we don't fuck around with a game chat. Oh, okay. You right. guys got your own channel then. Yeah, so we're all, so we all have a PlayStation. Um, and so, like, they have their own separate chat channel that we're on. Okay. Which is a little bit clearer and uh, faster from, like, yeah. the, the Call of Duty game chat, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. So we don't hear, I, we don't have to hear that shit. We've, we've gone over to it some nights and they're like, Jeff, you got to check it out because I was never a part of it. And we went over there and holy shit. Yeah. Like, 
I was like, what is happening? Like, it's just people yelling at each other, N-word yeah. this, you know, suck my, you know, you knit, you fuck kids. Like, it's like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, was, it, took, it took me a long time to get over just the fact that, I, I'm st- I mean, I'm still not over the fact that an eight-year-old knows so much. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I guess I grew up in, uh, I, I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm still blown away by it every time I, every yeah. time I, I get hit by an eight-year-old who's just just smacked and not only smack talking me, but when I say something back to him, he's already coming back at me with something else. My brain's like, "The fuck did you say?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, For sure. Yeah, so yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm addicted to that, as you well know. I uh, I come home from the golf course instead of going out. You know the you know it's hot when it's too hot to even get in the in the pool. Man, it's like ninety-two yeah. degrees in the pool. For sure. And it's just a place that I visit to dump money into with chemicals. <laughs> it, I, I cut the grass, like I cut my grass, my neighbor's grass, yeah. and then my rent house. This is right next door. So I cut three yards. So when I get done, I'll jump in to cool off. And it's like jumping into a, you know, jumping into a bathtub mm-hmm. with good warm water in it. So yeah. I'll be glad when that's over with. Yeah, you got, what, a couple more weeks, and then the water is... Uh, acceptable October let's see oh it's October for you huh yeah oh yeah man yeah October uh, I mean we still got hurricane season that's like right up on us I I think it's going to be pretty bad this year but we may get totally missed but yeah no October November November like I've I've been wearing shorts to Thanksgiving you know and you guys up there bundled up and all my favorite story that Jen tells me is when you went out and snow plowed away from the fence and you hit a pocket oh, yeah, of a brown snow. Ton of dog and shit. Yeah, yeah, that is that is that's awesome. That's, we just don't get that here in Texas. Blew right back in my mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just I stopped what I was doing. I ran inside and poured vodka in my mouth and gargled. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. So I uh I gave uh, CPR to a guy in the afternoon during the rodeo and uh he puked up uh nachos, hot dog and warm beer in my mouth. Oh my and oh. and so I got back up to the I got back up to the thing they're like, "Hey man, you know, uh, tell us what happened blah blah blah." And I was like I was like, "Yeah, it's all good. I just can't get this I can't get this vomit taste out of my mouth and it's like it's like a hot dog with warm nachos and beer. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Sergeant Ford, he's, he's now passed away, but he, he pulled out a bottle of Jack Daniels, sit on the table and he goes, rinse your mouth out and then swallow one. And I was like, Oh, great man. Took a shot of that. And it took care of it. For sure. But God, Zilla. Yeah. There's, there's, I, I don't know if I told Jen there. So I made a, a call to a, a prostitute who not a prostitute, maybe a female homeless. Doesn't matter. I pulled up to the scene. Cops are very like, Hey, you need to come over and take a look at this. If there's something new that you haven't seen. Everybody wants you to come take a look at it. Mm-hmm. So I pull up on the scene and I remember it was between a couple of warehouses. Everybody was on the far side of it. I was like, man, why is nobody parked over here? And when I pulled up, you could see people kind of nudging and looking over at me and they're all just sitting there staring at me. I get out of my car. It's like August, September, I start walking towards the, the, the uh, crime scene tape. I get about a quarter of the way 
to the crime scene tape. Oh my God, man. It, first off, it, I immediately almost threw up. Like it took my breath away and made me want to throw up. I run back to the car and every, of course everybody's laughing at me now. So now I know why everybody's on the other side of it because the wind's blowing this way. So, you know, I learned about that, but anyway, man, it was that stuff. I went to go eat lunch with everybody and it was just stuck in my clothes. I yeah. couldn't get it out. You know, it was just horrible, mm-hmm. horrible. How the fuck did I bring that up? Why did I bring that up? I don't know, Paul. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was the hot dog in the mouth or something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, smells. Sorry. See, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm all jacked up, Jeff. Um, you mentioned it, right? Like you got, you got kids. Yes. And kids with kids. Yeah. Otherwise known yeah, as the one. your grandfather. <laughs> I am. Yeah. Three times now. That's incredible. Congratulations to them. Appreciate it. What's uh like? What's the biggest difference from being a dad to being a grandfather? Right? Like, what is there a different level of like, oh, this is so awesome versus like the stress of having to raise them, or like, what's your biggest takeaway being a grandpa? So the first, the first thing that I realized is that my, my son is 10 times the dad that I was 10 times the dad that I was, um, he's got three kids. I only had two. Um, and it's, I'm just, I just sit and look at him and I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know how you do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've, I've gone over there before where I'm just like, I, I you know there's like so much confusion going on and he handles it really well. But I think the biggest thing is, is I go there and when it's time to leave, I can leave, mm-hmm. you know, you just pull up stakes and move out <laughs> and, uh, and not have to put up with it anymore. But, um, you, you appreciate kids 10 times more than what you, what you do. You, you, I do just because of how bad I was when I, when the kids were smaller, but he's, he's a great dad and those kids are freaking amazing, man. Amazing. Yep. So much. She's a school teacher and uh, I can see how that's going to benefit them. I mean, they're already, you sure. know, counting, adding, subtracting when other kids aren't. And, yeah. You know, I mean, definitely correcting my grammar when I say something wrong. God <laughs> help me if I drop a cuss word or something, man. Oh my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's good. That's uh he's the he's the oldest one. He's a Baytown fireman. Um uh, mm-hmm. and then my youngest one, uh just in the last year, probably right out of year, uh started a business called Easy Kim. He works in uh Colorado, South Dakota, North Dakota, and the eastern panhandle of Texas working in the oil field. Doing oil field stuff. So Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he was a. Uh... What do they call it? A roughneck, a leathernecker. What do they call them? Yeah, rough, roughneck. Roughneck. Yeah. yeah. You can pretty much call them anything. No answer to it. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. And I knew your other one was a was a fireman. That's that's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was that? Do you think that was like a little? Um, you know, dad was a police officer. I kind of want to be of service as well, type thing, or. What do you think drew him? To you know, that? I, I don't, I really don't, I really don't know. He just, he always, he always said he wanted to be a fireman. I mean, you know me, when he was growing up, I, you don't want to be a policeman. Why don't you want to be yeah, a policeman? Sure. I, I want to be, a, I want to be a fireman. I want to drive a fire truck. 
like, okay, truck to do it for him. Sure. <laughs> so do you guys like talk shit to each other? Right? Like, uh, yeah. army, Navy, you know, that type of shit. Oh, right? oh my God. Are you kidding? Police oh officer, my God, firefighter. That, that kid, I told him he's a great cook. He's a great cook. Those guys, every, every time I've been up there, there's always some kind of food going on. They all eat like one big family. You know, there's like, I think it's like eight firemen that are in there at the same time. And, you know, all they do is eat. Like you guys. And my Blake, Blake is, is one of the ones. Is he's, he's, Blake's always been really in good shape. But some of those guys, man, need to push away from the kitchen table a little bit sure. sooner or something. Sure. I'm, I'm hoping they don't come to my fire and have to pull <laughs> me out. That's funny. I, I hope he doesn't hear me say that, man. That's funny. That's classic. Mm. Classic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what else do you want to talk about tonight, Paul? Anything? Man, did you watch the uh, Did you watch the uh, Republican debate last night, by chance? <laughs> so. I saw the, the highlights. Your sister just said, don't get into that. The highlights? Yeah, I saw some clips of it. I saw some clips. Yeah, I was. I, I, the only thing I want to tell you is, is probably the, the, the one person that I was most impressed with was, uh, and I can't even pronounce his name. Vivek? He was the youngest one. Vivek? Is it, yeah, Vivek. That's his first name, right? Yeah, Vivek, uh, and I'm not even going to attempt his last name. Yeah, yeah, man, he is. That kid, he is he is spot on. Everything I agreed with everything he said. It's kind of hard for me not to even. I mean, I, when I first saw him, I was like, I, no, no. Yeah. I mean, and and I say no to all the politics. The ones that have been career politicians, I'm like, oh man. Sure. No reason you go into office and become a, a multi-millionaire on mm-hmm. you know on a taxpayer's dime. Yeah, I so, haven't. Yes. I haven't like researched that guy. Um, I haven't either. It's to me, it's still way too early to be researching any of this shit. And, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. but I've seen him like speaking a few times or seen clips of him answering some questions. And, uh, I, I come away extremely impressed with how well spoken he is on the issues Yeah, and how directly he will answer a question yeah without it feeling like um spin and and like and i guess like the the clips i see are like the the hard ones uh you know people asking about or shouldn't you know hard or i it's probably a mischaracterization the very sticky and or tricky issues right like transgender abortion right like all that stuff and like agree or not with whatever he's saying is not, you know, it's not for me to tell anybody what to do, but, um, I come away going, man, that he's very clear. He, you know, he's getting his points across. He's not getting stuck in the mud and like, um, kind of being a, a wishy washy guy, uh, yeah. with his opinions, he's stating what he thinks and he, he answers the question and he, he moves on. Um, yeah. so I, I've come away impressed, like watching him speak just with how well he handles himself. I don't know any of his politics, like by heart, right? Like, I don't know if he's a second amendment absolutist or not, or if he wants to ban all guns or I, yeah, yeah, I don't know any, I mean, he's a Republican, so I would assuming yeah. he's pro second amendment, but yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah, uh, I know. 
unknown. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know anything about him. I'm, I'm with you also. It's way too early to be. I mean, it's not kind of odd that we're even going through it. Yeah, but, it feels super early see, to be going through it right now. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a big sports guy. Uh, I've, I've, yeah. I'm almost every one of your podcasts. So I, I, uh, I stopped watching when everybody started doing the kneeling thing during the national anthem. Okay. But I watch, I watch high school football and little league world series is like my, sure. it's like my jam. I love watching the kids play. And I have, have you watched any of it? Yeah. Uh, are you going to talk about that kid from Chinese Taipei? Oh my God, dude. 80, that kid's going 80 miles an hour. It's 105, you know, pro, um, I, I, I feel like they're going to walk away with everything because I watched uh, Texas play and our kids look like kids and he looks not like a kid. Um, yeah. Well, they just, they are stroking the ball too, man. Yeah. I mean, just stroking the ball. And even like California, what do they play? Seattle today. And I think California walked away with it today. I mean, you know, they're struggling. He's one and two. And I think they, they all got run ruled. Right, I mean, Taipei yeah. run ruled like two or three of the last last three teams they played. Well, what's crazy? Uh, my buddy Bennett and I were talking about this the other day. So they just held like prior to this the twelve U World Baseball Classic, like over in Japan or something. Yeah, and, and USA won it, and they were steamrolling teams. Steamrolling. Oh, really? Uh, but they were in the final against Chinese Taipei, which is essentially this team and yeah. Chinese, uh, they beat them one game, seven rip. And so I would imagine it was the game that kid was pitching and then he couldn't oh, pitch yeah. the next two games and we beat them right. handily the next two games. But we were talking about it and we're like, unfortunately that team is now going to go back to the little league world series and be broken up into all these different oh, yeah. regions. Right. Whereas like Chinese Taipei has taken their country team and we're taking you know, like where I'm from, right? Like Sturgis, South Dakota, which is a town of 20,000 people somehow gets out of the regional and they're going to end up playing that team. Right. And, or, you know, pick a small town in fucking Texas. And that's the team that's representing the South. It's not the entire South all-star yeah. team playing that team. So it's, yeah, it'll be tough. That kid, that's tough to beat 80 fucking yeah. two. From 45 oh, yeah, feet away. Just I, blowing smoke by them, man. And Needville, just like you said, Needville is a small, small town off of, uh, like southwest from Houston. Mm-hmm. And even Pearland is close enough to Houston where they draw some pretty good players. And they were, they were in it for a while. But yeah. Yeah. yeah it, that's such, that's freaking insane, man. It's wild, man. Yeah. Like, so I watched that. There were, that's uh, good stuff. There were guys on my college team who couldn't throw 82. Mm-hmm. No. From sixty, no. yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> insane, and just bringing it too. I, yeah. I, I, I think. No, I was going to say I think somebody hit him, but I, I don't remember. But they were talking about the, the speed that it left the bat or something. I can't remember what, when it was or what it was. Yeah, that's free. oh, I did want to bring up. You guys have your golf trip, and y'all call it. What do y'all call yours? We call it GFD which originally stood for Grounds for Divorce. Now we just call it Golf for Dads. Golf for Dads. Okay. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah, ours is uh, GGT, Guys Golf Trip. Nice. How long have y'all, how long have y'all had y'all's? 
We are going on year 14. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Same group of guys. The same core is always there. There's a group. There's probably 24 people in the group, and we'll get anywhere from 16 to 20 a year. Okay. You know, some people. Y'all go back to the same place and play it, or how do y'all? We have been now, yeah. Um, Okay. Sweet resort up north here. Uh, They have forty-five holes. Great deal on the 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 lodge that we can stay in, and food and drink, and it's you know you're not in a big city, so it's harder to do some stupid shit and get in trouble. Yeah. You know, you just drink at the hotel and go play golf and. Right, you know they'll right. shuttle you yeah. back and forth if you're uh, too intoxicated, you know, which is nice. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've talked about hey, let's do one in the winter and like go to Florida or go to Texas or go to Arizona, but um, I think that would be a much smaller group. Mm. You know when it yeah comes- ours ours started out like that sixteen sixteen twenty right around in there sometimes sometimes even less just depending mm-hmm. on where and how much it's going to be. But we, we normally go out of state. We used to have it one year in state and then the next year it would be out of state. We'd go back and forth. But now there's so many people that have moved around. Like one of the guys moved to Florida mm-hmm. and then one of them's in South Carolina, I think. So yeah. now just everything's out of, out of state now, but we've gone, man, if you guys ever get a chance to go play that Trent Jones, that is heard that, that is trail amazing. is sick. Yeah, it's it's the the like can smell honeysuckle. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it was it was the mo- that was that was really really nice. And then you cannot beat the weather in Arizona. Arizona no. was one of the really good ones. We played at the uh, what is that waste management? What's that course? TPC Champions. Yeah. Or yeah. Stadium. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, it was that was that was fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the 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 weather is just incredible. Anything yeah. to get outside of Texas where it's the spawn of Satan's heat. Yeah, just yeah, that's that's good stuff. So do y'all? So do you do y'all actually play seriously, or or is it just pretty much fun? It's for fun, but there's money on the line. So like, some people take it more serious than others. Okay. And we do our best because we got a wide range of golfers. We got like probably four players who are in the, uh, you know, three handicap to scratch. Right. And then we got four guys who are whatever the max is. Yeah. Right. And then we got a bunch, you know, a couple guys who are eight to 12, and then a couple guys who are 16 to 20. Right. So we've got a wide range. And so we do our best to try and like, mix it up while still making it fun. Um, yeah. you know, cause like the guys who are not good and it's the struggle with doing that. Uh, it's tough to like ask them to show up, put a lot of pressure on themselves for something they don't give a shit about when all they want to do is like hang out and get drunk. So yeah. we do a lot of like two man scrambles. So we'll okay. pair somebody who's not great with somebody who's good so it's like, dude, just hit like two or three good shots all day and you're good to yeah, go, yeah. right? Um, just a little contribution. Yeah, and 
yeah, and then let's have some, let's drink some mute, drink some beer, or some do some fireball shots, smoke some cigars, listen to some music, and fuck around, right? And yeah, we do some match play stuff, and we do it for two or three days, and you know, there's some money on the line, there's a trophy on the line, a ring on the line, all sorts of shit. We yeah, make it fun yeah. without, you know, without it being too. Oh, what's your handicap? Oh, you sandbagging motherfucker! You know, like. It's not worth it to get into all that shit when it's really just us getting together and playing golf for a couple of days and getting away. Yeah. You know, that's what yeah. it's about. It's just get away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. Very good. What yeah. about you? Do you guys ours take little, it seriously? A little more. Our, yeah. Ours is a little more serious. Uh, everybody has to have an established handicap. We all use the grant. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of that before, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, what is it? Uh, handicap something GH something. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it it uh it locks you in, and then it takes the slope and the rate of the course and just applies it to wherever we go to. Mm-hmm. And if uh, we get somebody new that's filling in for somebody, they have to somebody first off has to vouch for them, and <laughs> and then they have to have at least three three scores entered into the grin. So there's something that's established there. Sure. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm right. I was a 16 handicap right now. I'm a 20. Explain that. How do you get worse? <laughs> Golf's a motherfucker. Supposed to be better. <laughs> Not. Golf yeah. is a yeah. bitch. It yeah. is, man. It you is. guys play for like serious money? Uh, some guys will. There's some side bets going on and everything. We, yeah. uh, we have a warm up day, which is Thursday. Then we play Friday, Saturday, so two day tournament, and then Sunday we play again, and it's normally like a scramble. Yeah. So we put put a bunch of guys together and do it. Um, yeah, yeah. It gets it gets pretty serious. We started out because we all played softball together, sure. so everybody's extremely competitive, and that just transitioned right over to golf. Yeah. So yeah, we try and try and take it serious. Yeah, you'll have all the that. way until you get like an eleven or twelve on the hole, and then you're like, "Well, yeah, fuck it's that. time to start drinking." Yep. Well, and that's mm-hmm. why we do match play. Yeah. Right, because again, when you got a guy who's a max handicap playing against somebody, no matter what strokes he's gonna get, like that guy's a max because he's gonna blow up on a hole, right? And we didn't want him to feel out of it. You don't want anybody to feel out of it because shit, we're all capable of it, right? Like I've, I've, right, I fucking, I've shot a, like a couple eights on par fours this year, right? Where it's just like Jesus Christ, you know, it just kills your round from a score perspective. But when you're doing match play, whether I get an eight or a fucking thirty on a hole, I just lost one hole. It's not the end of the yeah, world. Yeah, that was like, it. I can birdie the next one and be right back in it, right? Um, yeah, right. So it's unlikely, but I could. <laughs> Always possible. Anything. Oh possible. yeah, yeah. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. I got a thirteen on a hole, Jeff, on Oof. a par four. You can't par four, that, Paul. <laughs> That's one of those. Hey, I'm just gonna pick this motherfucker up. <laughs> so that's the that's the beauty of it is uh, is I don't I don't I, I don't cheat whenever I play. Sure. So my my handicap is like a, that's probably how I got a twenty from a sixteen. Sure. So, but I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying, Jeff. I'm trying, man. I hear you. I hear you. 
Well, a little less time on the sticks playing video games, a little more time on the range when it's not 110 out. You'll lower that in no time. Like December, then, is what you're talking, yeah. December. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> golf season for you down there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't play in July and August. No, no, absolutely not. When is y'all's over with? Uh, Start getting snow on the ground when? I mean, could be October. I, I will say this. I played in November last year up here. Oh, wow. Which was... It was it was wild. It was like going to be 70 on November 2nd, and I called the dude, and I was like, hey, uh, I don't know what you're doing, but you need to stop, and let's just go play golf today because yeah. it's going to be the last time we're going get, to get out this year. Let's go. Um, yeah. It, it, in, in all likelihood, like it generally ends with you know first, maybe second week of October, depending on how hardcore you are. Yeah, Cause yeah. Once we hit October, you know, like those early morning tea times, you run into frost delays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where you can't play because oh, wow. there's ice on yeah, the fucking you the, Yeah, it's got to fall <laughs> out. Yeah. So Holy you got to wait, wait for the sun to get high enough to melt all that frost. Then you can go play golf. So it's, oh, my God. The window is even smaller, you know, so it's. Yeah. I generally pack it up middle to end of september and say fuck it like i'll see you in see you in may that just blows me away yeah i just all i remember is your drives in vegas man you just stroked the ball so well you got such a good swing <laughs> and i was like you only get to play like what four or five months out of the year is that what you're saying holy shit yeah i wish i could I get play to play more. year round almost and i suck wish i could suck. play more a lot of us up here dude but we chose this life, apparently. We chose this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome, man. All right, brother. That's awesome. Well, this was this was a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you taking the time and jumping on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Means the world. Anything for family, right? Means the world. Absolutely, dude. Means the world. Uh, you'll have to tell my sister hello. I've seen her walking by a couple times. Um Tell her not to be a stranger. And, uh, yeah, I, we'll have to figure out a time where we all get together here soon again. Sounds good, man. Sounds good, Jeff. Stay warm there, huh? Yeah, we'll do our best. And you stay cool, Paul. All right? All right. All, all right. right, man. You got it. Be good, brother. All right. You too, Jeff. Take care. It was so much fun getting a chance to catch up and talk with my brother-in-law and get to know him a little better. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that conversation. Looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to next week. Uh, I got a, a plan in mind for what I'm going to do for a one year anniversary. Uh, it also coincides with my daughter's birthday. So, uh, excited for next week, excited for everything that is ahead. Appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, as always like share comment, subscribe, you know, all that stuff. And seriously, like, let me know what you think. Uh, if you're liking this, if you're what you like, what you don't like, I, I truly do appreciate hearing that um, from friends, people who listen, you name it, family, you name it. It's super, it's super cool to hear feedback uh, on things that resonate. And like talking with Paul, like hearing him uh, share his thoughts on like hearing another person going through stuff that he was going through. It's super, 
super cool to hear that stuff. So yeah, everybody, I appreciate you all for listening. I hope everybody has a fantastic week ahead of them. Last week of summer. Make it a good one, y'all. Make it count. Talk to y'all next week. Be good. Good.